2: And yeah, Teddy was like the offensive lineman when I would scramble too much in a game. He'd always be out of breath and be like, would you stop f- scrambling? And I'd be like, would you stop smoking weed? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, that's why we're out of breath right now. <laughs> that's why we're out of breath. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? It's Chris Sims. Chris Sims on Ahmed Farid is here. Yes, that was my. Oh, I got some feedback from some of my old high school friends. They did hear that live. Some people sent well, the clip did. to them. My friend, Owen Corso, of the day of, you're like, oh, now you're throwing Owen under the bus, <laughs> all right? They didn't care. So it was all good. They didn't care. They didn't care. So, yep, we went from stories about Ted gusciara and some polluted lungs, which I might have. But one thing we know is the guy I'm sitting next to has got the cleanest lungs around. Yes, I mean, the cleanest lungs around, for sure. Three cigars. Three cigars in I your think life? In my life, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. You ever smoked a cigarette? No. Never no. smoked a cigarette. Not even a puff. Not, Not even, even like, puff. I had too many drinks, and ooh, that looks looks cool. Let me have a puff of the cigarette. No. No. Wow. The third experience
1: with the cigar it was kind of bad for Uh-oh. me. I don't know what I did. You swallowed the smoke a little. I might have little. done that. Right. And I had a headache and just oh. felt sick to my stomach got the rest dizzy. of the day. And so that ruined that. Yeah, right. And, and now I, you're like, I don't know if
2: I ever want to do that again. I don't need to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's <laughs> right. like it's like I felt terrible. Right. I will never forget <laughs> that
1: feeling. So uh, yeah. Okay. The healthiest lungs, healthiest at this lungs
2: desk. at this desk for sure. Although who
1: knows? You know, the way the medical community changes their opinion yeah, all the time. they'll be like, actually smoking a little bit actually expands your lungs and makes you a bit healthier. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Like the old days. That's what they used to tell people. <laughs> right. It'll increase your breathing. That's why like yeah. athletes are doing it. They'd be like, Oh, I'm strengthening my lungs. It was like a protein shake for my lungs. Right. <laughs> right. right. Just wait a little 50 backwards, years, maybe yeah. We'll be back there, yeah. We're exactly there
1: right. Exactly. So you doing good, big guy? Doing good. Good sports weekend for you. Well, you had a good week. You were watching golf. I heard you talking with Mike about that. You got him into watching golf. too. I, I so. had to. I, I tried
2: to get him into the horse racing. He has some vendetta What's against horse racing. I got... don't know. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I heard him. He said he's like because uh, the, the, I think he doesn't think the horses you know want to be there necessarily. I, he, Which I like, mean, they're an animals. You don't know for sure. Yeah, right. But do our pets want to be our pets? I, I we don't know anything. Yes these are questions we
2: don't no i doubt his macy wants to be his dog really she's like damn you're my owner but shit i'm stuck with you so i'll just have to deal with it right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i don't know so he had a gripe about that but i try to get him in the golf the pga championship i love watching the majors right i'm a casual golf fan who when it's the majors i sit down and watch so i mean saturday was awesome watch the preakness You know, national treasure.
3: National treasure. Nice run.
2: I was hoping Mage could maybe pull it off, right? But he hung in there. Although we don't have the Belmont
1: anymore. Yeah, so we don't care. So we're like, it was the double crown. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We wanted him to Uh, win just to complete the double crown. You deal with those
2: shenanigans, Fox, and the (laughs) Belmont. Yeah. Uh, But that was a good day. But then Sunday, I was pumped for Sunday because of the way the PGA ended Saturday night, where I was like, wow, you know the five, six best players of the world were yeah. on the leaderboard, right? And you were like, then they're all close, and you're going, oh, wow, this has got a chance to be a fun Sunday. So that's where I tried to get Florey to tune in. And I think Brooks Kepka I, I think he's the – again, I'm not a golf expert, but I, like, I think he's the best golfer I've seen since Tiger Woods. That's superstar. what I would say. This generation, yeah, he's superstar. It's the first guy where I'd go, uh-oh, we have a guy here that could maybe win double-digit majors, right? And I think that's cool, and I'm, I'm enjoying watching his greatness.
1: And I love his personality, too. right? He just doesn't care.
2: Doesn't care. Total robot, right? Yeah. Only about golf, the majors. But not a golf nerd. No, either. not a you golf nerd. Robot, but Not a golf nerd. No, exactly right. A robot in the sense that, like, it just seems like he's a robot on Sunday in a big tournament where it's just yeah. like he's unflappable, and you just nothing you can do, and everybody's kind of scared of him. And it's like he's kind of got that tiger effect, like, oh, oh,
3: he's lurking. yeah,
2: He's lurking. And you even heard John Rahm. He's like, he's a shark in the water in these kind of days. Yeah, he's got some cachet Yeah, he does. He definitely has that about him, and I think that's cool to see. So that was fun. The basketball, it was a good sports weekend. I'm getting into all the sports again now because I don't have to worry about – watching film and watching drafts.
1: So now I'm like, hey, this is on, that's on. And my wife, I don't think, can stand it, but she's got to deal with it You're almost now. getting your, your summer back. So uh, before we get to our continuation yeah. of your top quarterbacks, let me just share a couple of things from, oh, from my weekend. Yeah, I want to. So we – they. They had me do a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, I saw the, some of them. The the Cavender twins, you know, who are the social media <laughs> sensations. Right. They were there yeah. at the Preakness. Yeah. I interviewed them. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Uh, and they also put me in a uh, in a hat and they made me uh, do a magic segment for the Preakness. I did not see this. I saw this on text, but I did not get to see this live. So if you're watching on Peacock or YouTube right now, you're just getting a uh, sneak peek of just the visual of what they made me do. and. Uh, that was actually pretty cool. It was like we, t- we drove like 30 minutes downtown Baltimore, and there was like this magic shop. And right. Because one of the horses, uh, a lot of three of the horses were sired by good magic, and so there's always a theme here. And uh, they, they go, Ahmed, you want to go and you want to do this magic thing? It's going to be about a minute, and you're, we're going to put you in a top hat. And we're gonna make you hold one of those magic wands, and I go. Yeah, of course, well, you know me. I
2: mean, that's. It looks like you. I mean, that's what you should be. You might. You should probably dress around like that all
1: the time. <laughs> I know. Like actually, it's an upgrade it's in your a style. Distinguished
2: guy. That's it's, who you are. Distinguished
1: gentleman. Yeah. See, look at that. I'm like getting into it. I'm like, I have a crystal ball here. It's just like look at that <laughs> uh, funny story about that crystal ball too damn that was, there was like a dead snake in that crystal was it really yeah it was wow a, it was a very, but i like you actually. going all uh you know what the hell uh, and then there it harry is. potter wrote, oh look at harry the top here. hat and everything and then they go can you disappear i was like of course i can disappear <laughs> i just went under the table
3: <laughs> i'm uh, sad so, i
1: missed that on saturday so yeah that was that and then we had baseball on sunday yeah we had your Yankees. My Yankees. And I'm mad at you, though. Well, why? Well, because you're a Yankee fan, and so you're associated with the team. Yeah. Uh, they didn't play Aaron Judge I in know. The game. I know.
2: I saw that yesterday. I thought about you when I was kind of looking at the lineup and going through the day, because I didn't watch the Yankees game, but I was going, damn, Judge didn't play? Yeah. Damn, we got screwed at Peacock. That's what I did
1: think. So I was angry. Right. And because I was a little angry, right. I took it out on Yankee fans oh, before the game that were okay. there in replica jerseys. Okay. And so, we Chris- know where you live. You better watch it. Kristen, I think we have a, a, the soundbite that. All right, got to take a break. Before we go, though, let's take a look around at the crowd today. The retro jerseys we've seen all weekend long. Dion is in the house. Neon Dion, yes. I'm from Atlanta, and I always view him as an Atlanta brave. But, hey, Neon Dion was here and doing his thing, hitting liners back up the middle. I was a big uh, Rex guy in high school, so Chris Sabo was like an idol of mine. I'm sure you didn't get picked at all. Uh, picked on at all. When no, you high school. I was resilient. Bur- here we have Bernie Williams and Mickey Matt. So you got the name on the back with Bernie. That's a no-no. You yes, don't, you don't no need a name no. with Bernie. Yeah. We know who number 51 is and we know who number 7 is too. So so there we were just saying you can't do that. You can't like the authentic, you know, experience of a Yankee. There's never been names on the back of the jersey. Someone tweeted me Lenny he goes, Man, did he Ahmed and court. whoever the other guy is, and so that was Gordon Beckham, who was like an actual guy who played Major League Baseball. <laughs> the other guy, whoever it is, really just shamed someone for having a name on their jersey. Not everyone can afford authentic jerseys. Wow, Peacock is absolutely trash. Wow. So that, Lenny, I, I feel Lenny. like Lenny came kind of hard. Lenny, there. chill for the Anocchus. fuck
2: out, Lenny. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? First he's, off, he's part first of, he's like, off, part of your crew. There's there's plenty, okay, of replica jerseys without a name on it. Yeah, that are cheap. That was. So, my point. exactly. Your point's good. I'm here for you. you. I, I, Sometimes we, I, just you know, just because I'm a Yankee man doesn't mean they're all smart. Okay, <laughs> Lenny's an idiot. Lenny, you're also jerky there a little bit. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes. All right. He was just having fun, yes. relax. I mean, you don't have to go trash on Peacock, okay, yeah, Lenny? Right. You're a little yeah, too. Don't, don't bring the company down and too. seem like you're yeah. angry
1: about everything. Yeah, a you bring Peacock, and now you're now you're treading on Chris's territory. Yeah, here, that's you know? right.
2: You don't, need don't mess with me. And then Dem, you, I mean, I mean, Ahmed's right. I mean, we are. You're, we don't have names on the back of our jersey. Yeah, all right? Right. That's what we do. Old man wearing Bernie Williams jersey should know that.
1: Yes. Of all people, the old timer should know. Exactly. You know what I've heard too <laughs> is though why they put the names on there sometimes, these apparel companies, to force you to buy another one when it's oh, another player. when you
3: realize, oh, oh, right. So it's like some of the retired you.
1: ones, of course, we'll never see those again. Right. But some of the other ones, it's like, okay. I feel like so many people do it, like where they
2: don't even realize it until after they get it yeah. too. Where yeah. they're like, oh, wait, yeah, you're right. Yankees jerseys don't have, you know, especially the ones that are jumping on the bandwagon. Or right. You get a, a parent, a mom or a dad who doesn't really pay attention, and they do it, and you're like, yeah, oh, you gotta got the wrong. And then one. they know, and then they know that
1: you got to come back right. and get the other one. They're like, oh yeah, we'll yeah, show the you one with yeah, the name yeah, on the back, yeah. and then <laughs> one time free, and that <laughs> other guy make funny. Peacock, you'll be coming back here. <laughs> That's right. You'll be buying a new jersey. <laughs> all, right. all right, so there we go. That was Yanks all the fun won, stuff. Yanks won, most importantly. Yanks won. That's yeah. right. I wanted it to be close at the end so yeah. the judge would pinch hit. That didn't even happen. But no. you're right, Yanks What They're playing good. They're playing good baseball right now. We got to go in the right direction, it seems like. Um, You know what? What else, though? What else? You know though? what we got going in the right direction? What is that?
3: <laughs>
1: what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> it might be your worst but, segue ever. You know what else, though? What is it? What else, though? If we're going in the right direction towards number one in your top forty <laughs> quarterback oh, countdown list. Oh, yes. We're back on track. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> we're back, baby. So uh, you and Connor, we left off with who was the last one we did? It was uh, Jordan, Jordan Love, Love, thirty-one. Baby, don't hurt me. Had his own tier. Right, had, like his one tier it was his own tier. He's his own man. This baby, year. don't hurt me. Baby, like, Don't hurt, hurt then
2: me. do you? I mean, uh, and that was like. I think I've told you this story, actually. I didn't even get to say this the other day huh. when it kind of came on. But baby, don't hurt me, right? You used to remember that skit on Saturday Night Live? Where they would go like this with Chris Katayan yes. would do this, yeah. right? So when I was first, like, late NFL or early, late college, early NFL career, and, like, when I would come home, I'd hang out. You know, I'm from Jersey. I'd go into the city with some friends. And, of course, now I'm getting to the age where I got some friends who are cool and in the scene of New York City a little bit, yeah. right? So I used to go, and I would I would end up at with Chris Cattay in a lot, who was on Saturday Live and one of the people that was bobbing his head to right. that music on the skit, right? Yep. And he was a great dude, right? I didn't really know him that well, but he knew a friend of mine, so he was always around. And like you know, you always think about back those moments of your life where you go, "Man, I wish I could have had that back." That was pretty cheesy of me, or that was dorky of me, oh, like right, no. right, and. Like, I think the first two times I saw him, I was literally like, hey! And I, like, did the dance, uh, like, right, in a yeah, club. Right. And you're like, I think about it now, and I literally want to, like, shrug and, like, sh- <laughs> just, like, go, oh, my gosh, I can't, I can't believe I did that. What a loser I am. Well, how did he react to it when you <laughs> uh, did that? I think, like, the first time he gave me, like, a nice giggle to act like it was funny. Yeah. And then the second time, he was like, oh, okay, you're a loser now. <laughs>
1: and that's when you realize, and oh, wait like, a oh, second, wait, that first time might have yeah, yeah. been bad, that too, now. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, it's all coming together. (laughs) now all right so but we've honored him here we've honored honored him him. by giving him his own tier because of the song and uh jordan love so we're moving on we're into the 30s now yes we are out of the out of the 40s and 30 plus so so let's just get right into it this is a tier it's a pretty meaty tier here i'm going to give the name to the tier too because i don't think it gives away who is in it no but it's the uh the backup supremes and so these are these are ones who are backups but maybe backup plus. Or supreme backups. Or supreme backups you know <laughs> yeah. however you want to <laughs> interpret that um, so let's get right into it. Yeah. Next on your list. Right. Number 30. Who is that man? That backup supreme is Davis Mills. That's right. Davis Mills
2: number 30 Houston Texans quarterback right fully expect him to be the backup quarterback when the season starts honestly yeah I got him ahead of C.J. Stroud right now as it stands right going into the season but that's one where, like, C.J. Stroud's talent and ability is much greater than Davis Mills, once he gets a little feel for football and everything like that, I think he, his potential and what he is surpasses Davis Mills, you know, fourth, fifth week of the year for sure, right? So you take those lumps early on in the year. But here, the, the thing I think when we get to Davis Mills and you talk about it, hey, there's a reason he's a backup, fringe start starter, right? He's smart. He is a good uh, surveyor of the field, knows where to go with the ball. It's one of the things we talked about when he came out of Stanford. He was NFL ready, right? played in pro-style offenses there, so he understood how to run a pro-style offense in the NFL. He is big, and he plays big. I will say that too, you know, his ability to stand in the pocket, see over the line of scrimmage, throw over the line of scrimmage, because he kind of has a high release. All right. That's it. That's all pretty damn good. And I give him credit for that. You know, he moves better than you think as far as in the pocket, kind of making people miss sliding the right way. He's pretty good in that department as an overall athlete, though, I would say he's less than average for the NFL in 2023. Right. You know, yeah, he can move. He can get outside of the pocket to a degree. But compared to some of the guys we're going to talk about today or guys we've talked about before, yeah, he's one of the lesser mobile quarterbacks in football. He's old school that way, right? So I think that's where he's kind of stuck stuck in backup build. There's a lot that he does that's good and solid. There's just nothing great. Good decision maker, no doubt. Good arm, not a great arm, Right. Pretty quick release, but not a very quick release. I mean, not a not a quick release. Just a, a solid release. It's yeah. a little too elongated for me, you know. And that's where I think when that's why he will be a backup, and I think that for a while because it's I think hair below average arm strength, you know, hair below average in variety of releases. Right. We talked about below average athlete, below average quickness in his release. Right. I think all of that, and then below, a, you know, with that. And then, not a real aggressive decision maker likes to check down too much, in my opinion. That's one of the last things I wrote. It's just, Mm. it's too much. It's always looking for that. I think that's why he's stuck as a backup,
1: and that's why they drafted C.J. Stroud. So despite all those negative things yeah. you said about him, right. I think this is the most positive you have ever been about Davis Mills on this podcast. Well, because those there's the good, good things you said about yeah, him. Yeah, I know. So he know. was he was 35 last year. He's moved up, and now you don't do these rankings by looking at where they were last year. I them, You just go each quarterback, and who yeah. would I rather have to play a game today? Right. You know, And I think we've made this point, and if right. you're new to the top 40 list, it's not like who's going to be better, even by the end of the year. Right. It's like if you had a game today, right. how would these quarterbacks be ranked to win a game right now, yeah. drafting uh, – equal teams out yes, there and so you yes. have davis mills 30 who moved up despite taking a, a step back you look at the stats from year to year and he's actually taken a step back from 2021 to 2022 in completion percentage and yards per games is about the same but he ended up throwing 15 interceptions last year so i mean this is more proof that this is not about numbers for you this is about the quality of the quarterback but it also might be also changing how you evaluate some of these rookie quarterbacks and where he stands as what he can do in a game for you right now.
2: Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, he can manage an offense. He can win games if your team is really good, right? But like what you see with the Houston Texans, he's not good enough to make the team on a day where you go, hey, we're just slightly worse than this team, and if we could just have somebody make two or three plays for us, we'll win the game. Right? And he's just not that. Let alone if you're going to be the guy you are, right? You got to be a little more careful with the football with what he is, too. And I think that's also, you know, part of the reason, you know, again, it'd be different if it was, hey, great decision maker, never turns the ball over, does all those things. Maybe he would have fend off, fended off the drafting as a C.J. Stroud. But I think it's like the lack of elite, big time talent. And there is things to like. Again, when I turn on the film, it's underwhelming when I watch him at sure. first. I'm always like, But realistically, as you watch him too, and there's guys in front of him here, and there's even guys behind him that have more physical tools and ability than he does. But, like, I am going to put something into plays the game the right way, knows where to go with the football, right? And I will also take into account he's been around a really tough situation. I mean, there it ain't been a ton of help
1: there, right? Let me bring that up. So that's part of that, too. That's a, that's a question that right. CD, uh, CD2K says to you, guys, was Davis Mills really the problem? And does Stroud have a chance with the Texans? So. Uh, we have the receiving leaders from last year, 2022, and it was Brandon Cooks who was the leading receiver. Didn't even get up to 700 yards. He was at 699, right. 57 receptions. Then you had Chris Moore, Jordan Atkins, Nico Collins, um, who is actually still on the Houston roster, but we've basically had a total turnover because they have signed Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz at tight end, Noah Brown. So Davis Mills, now that he's on the way out, he might be like, where were these guys when I was starting those, what, 26 games over right. the last two right. years?
2: No, I I mean to to our point here with our question at CD two K, he wasn't really the problem. You're you're right in that statement. Like you know, you don't look at the Houston Texans and go, oh man, if they just if the quarterback was a little better, they'd win. They would have won more games or you know been in the playoffs. No, no, you're you're exactly right with I think with your assessment. There is that. It's 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 an offense that lack playmakers. You just mentioned some of the guys there. They're not household names, right? You know, they they do have a pretty good O line, and it's going in the right direction. They got a running game that could be special here going into next year. Yeah. But I think that's why you know, okay, Davis Mills is not the problem. But here's the this is the answer. CD2K. He's not the answer either. That's what I can tell you. And. Where I would be, you know, again, I think a more talented quarterback or something like that. Again, not not that I say that re- re- like ends up being Texans in the playoffs, but I think a more talented quarterback. yeah, some of these games that uh, the Texans lost that were really close. I don't think you would have lost with, with you know some other guys and a, and a bigger arm and you know potentially what C.J. Stroud could be this year, yeah. right? And I think that's you know what they're looking at, too. They're going, wait, wait, we were competitive and really close in a lot of games. We just need a quarterback to make just two, three plays for us at the end of a game to kind of get us to win that football game, and they haven't had that. And you look at their schedule, they had a lot of games like
1: that towards the end of the season, and I think that's ultimately led them to getting the quarterback. Well, maybe they liked that, though, too, because they were a team that was gunning for for that number one pick, and because they didn't get it, Lovey Smith no longer has a job. So people are going to look at your rankings, yeah, and they're going to say, yeah. all right, Davis Mills is 30. Yeah, but
2: you said it. I'm doing it right Stroud now. CJ is
1: 37. Right. But does that mean, so right now, week one will be basically right now for no. this season. Well, okay. Week one, would right you now. Start?
2: Week one, right now. Yes, Davis Mills is going to be better. Davis Mills can run the offense more perfectly. Sure, there's probably be more plays available to him in the playbook, right? So all of that, but that doesn't mean you start him. I wouldn't. You start C.J. Stroud. You work and you take your lumps. Then you start to formulate things around him and his talents as you get a feel for him. And then you hope by week five or six, you go, wait, okay, maybe he doesn't know all the playbook by like Davis Mills, but we can manage a game plan that's better than anything we could do with Davis Mills because of his physical ability, right? That's where I'm into it. And again, that's where C.J. Stroud, it might not be quite as good a decision maker and all of that but what CJ Stroud will do once he starts getting going here is he's going to be able to make some plays where you go, "Nope, Davis Mills could never make that throw." And this guy can. Ooh, the future's bright, you know. So yeah, I'm not ready to say CJ Stroud right now, you know, or the first week of training camp or the first two or three weeks of training camp is going to be as good as Davis Mills. So that's why I got Davis Mills where he is. And I'm going to give Davis Mills some respect for what he's done the last few years. Sure. It's been good, you know. Again, it's just not great, but this is definitely one of the Higher end backups in all of football, and when he's out of Houston next year, they'll somebody will approach him that way, and he'll be paid like one of the higher end
1: backups in football. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be this year too. Case Keenum was signed as a backup there in Houston, so right? That's right. I don't know. If I know keep what's going to go on there. Yeah, three of those guys. So yeah, who sure. knows? Who knows? Right. But yeah, maybe one of the higher level backups out there, which is what the tier is. It's backup supremes, and so that is thirty. We go. Dana's Mills. To your point. One more thing.
2: The, one more thing, though. Be interesting there with the Case Keenum thing and all that to where, yeah, if there was an injury in training camp, somebody lost their backup and they were a good team. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe somebody does have a starter that goes down and they go, man, we're kind of good. We like a guy that can, like, play right now and help us. That's where Davis Mills could end up being trade bait when this is all said and done. So we'll see where it goes. Uh,
1: Where will our list go next? That is the question now. So that is 30-29. Another good backup who played quite
2: yeah. a bit yeah. down the
3: stretch. Yeah. Started.
2: That's right. Don't look at his stats all necessarily either. It's Tyler Hunley, Baltimore. Tyler Hunley's damn good. I mean, damn good. You know, first off, when he took over this year, this is the one thing that jumped out to me when I started to watch film on him a little bit. The, the, we forget that when he first took over in the season, the offense in Baltimore was struggling a little bit. I mean, they weren't necessarily hitting on all cylinders, even with Lamar at quarterback. It was kind of going through a a bit of injuries. The run game wasn't quite there, right? They had just lost to Jacksonville and Jacksonville. They couldn't protect. I mean, so he kind of took over with Lamar getting hurt where the team was kind of in one of those, you know, lulls that a team goes through during the season. And then they had some injuries to go along with that. But, man, when you talk about Tyler Huntley, you know, yeah, I think he's a fringe starting quarterback. He's got, first off, a sneaky explosive arm. Right. I wish he had a little bit more of a less robotic motion, but still he controls the ball and the ball pops off his hands and power type throws. Right. So that's the first thing I like about him. He can flip the field and one flick of the wrist that way. Then, you know, we know his athletic ability is the real deal. It is. You know, you go back to the playoff game against Cincinnati and some of the p- runs and plays he made there. And then, two, off of that, he's not a guy that looks to run. He wants to play in the pocket and throw and dissect you with his brain and his arm. And he's a pretty good decision maker, too. He was a hair, maybe aggressive, and trying to sneak a ball into some tight windows this year. Here's the other thing too, they didn 't even take advantage, I think of some of his running. They were scared because if he got hurt, so they didn't call a lot of design runs for him because I think they were like, "Wait, if he gets hurt, we don't have Lamar we 're going to have Anthony Brown, who's barely played, and we think we're a damn good team." So they didn't even use that really a whole lot down the stretch of the year. but that's where I like him. He does know how to run the offense. he's a very good athlete, like I said. you know he 's a runner who doesn't look to run first, he wants to throw. And then he is like, um, he he has uh, a quicker or, or uh, what do I want to say, just an ability to put the ball in the tight windows, where I think some of these other guys we've talked about in the past already, where I just go, no, that's where he is a little more." overall
1: talent that I think people give him credit for. Ustver Hodge tweeted you, yeah. how do you evaluate a quarterback like Tyler Huntley now that every team has an idea of the player he is rather than in his first year when he was a complete surprise to most does he have to accomplish more to get on the top 40 list in comparison to where he was the previous year for you when you put him 34. So you like what you saw from him. He I was did. 34 last year now he's 29 this year. He was a pro bowler. Yeah. I mean Let's hey, not just dismiss right. that right. he was a pro <laughs> bowler even though they don't even play the game anymore. Uh, six games for him last year. Uh, about sixty-five percent completion percentage. The passing yards per game was down, but it, like it, functioning in that offense is the main thing. It's not about a numbers game with Tyler it's Huntley. It's not a it's numbers. About, do you win in their system? Yes. the way they want to play.
2: Right. No, and I think you know. Again, like I said, there was injuries at the running back position. They were injured at the line position when he took over. You know, the, the playoff game was one of the, the first games where they were kind of like had at least a majority of their guys back. Also played an unbelievable stretch down the end where you played teams in your division with good defenses who have knowledge of how you play and all that. So, you know, they, they hit a few bumps in the road and they weren't smooth in that part of the year. And then, of course, he got banged up. He didn't even play week 18. Right. That's when Anthony Brown played against the Bengals, if yeah. I remember correctly. So uh, yeah, it wasn't like the perfect year from stats and doing all that. But that's where again I, I hope that's why I do what I do. I'm sitting here to pierce through it to tell you, okay, yeah, I know Davis Mills was the starter longer and he did his numbers look better, you know, but I just go, well, well I'm I'm a believer here, and then if you flip those situations, of course, I think Tyler Hunley could have done better than what Davis Mills did for the Houston Texans. I like Tyler Hunley. Yeah. You know, I think he's just um, Like I said, I wish he would uh, be less robotic in his throwing motion. He does need some different releases, okay? Uh, And then maybe don't stare down receivers quite to the extent. I think that's what got him in trouble a little bit last year where he trusted the offense. He trusted his arm, and he just went, ooh, I see him. He's my first read. I'm going to throw it in there. And he stared down some guys, and I think that led to some of the
0: turnovers he had this year as well.
1: So a question posed by your friend, yeah. Mike Florio. Right. A couple weeks ago, yeah, it uh, was maybe a month ago at this point. He goes with the Ravens having o- only a right of first refusal and no compensation if another team had signed Huntley. Why didn't anyone pursue him? He's making two point six million in twenty twenty three. It's a bargain. It's better than a bargain. It's a steal. He has eight career regular season starts. He almost led Baltimore to that upset win of the Bengals in the wild card round. He goes. Yeah. Ravens coach John Harbaugh said there is no question in his mind that Huntley can be a starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL. That could be a little bit of coach speak trying to build up. your player but sure. i mean 2.6 million dollars isn't he worth more than that to The Definitely Baltimore is. ravens but th- it's like uh you know you don't see many
2: guys you know who who get put in that situation ever go to another team it's
1: kind of like an unspoken no-no yeah so the points may be more like nfl teams not that they're i don't know why they do it like I an unwritten rule it's an unwritten you don't rule. take my guy i won't take you, your guy. you
2: don't take your our restricted free agent we won't take your restricted free agent right uh, there is a little bit of that, and I I do think that that's bullshit. I do, because of course you're 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 cutting off leverage for the player there too, where we've made it no no like oh yeah we're doing this, but you still have an option to go out there, and the teams have colluded to go no we're never going to go out after those guys, so we're never going to you're never going to have to actually pay them more than what you intended to pay them. Yeah. So that just doesn't happen, and uh, it's so I think that's that's really what to look at it more. Um. And I, I don't know. If I was a coach, I would not be adhering to those rules. I could tell you that. I'd be pissing everybody off and going no, this guy, um, we'll take him, and we're yeah. going to pay him a little more. And, oh, wait, now you have to pay him more if you want him back? Great. Fuck right. you. We were trying to screw you over anyways. Yeah. Right? It's all, and you it's, go, we'll take him, too. He was book. in the Pro Bowl it's last a, year.
1: <laughs> he was a Pro Bowler last year. But and,
2: here's last thing with him, too, because yep. I know. But I talked about the things I wish, more quicker release, wish there was more releases. Right. But here's the other thing, and to me, where – He can make game-changing throws with his arm that, to me, is better than a Davis Mills or some of the guys he's front of. He can run the system. He proved that two years in a row. You go back and watch last year. He was damn good doing that too. And then he can play backyard football. I mean, he can definitely play backyard, get out of the, like, oh, nobody's open, nothing is happening, I'll get out of the pocket and run for 10, or I'll get out of the pocket and on the run, hit a play for 15 yards and deliver more than the playbook has to offer. And I think, you know, again, I'm one that puts a little more, uh, maybe, stock into those departments than other people, and that's where he kind of separates himself from some of the other guys
1: we talked about. He does a lot of things quite well. Yes. But one guy does things a little bit better, just a little bit better. A little bit better. Number 28. On your list. Is? I can't even believe that he's 28. This shocked you. It's it shocked your own, It's your own list. You're making the list and you shocked yourself. It shocked
2: myself. Right. I did. Andy Dalton is number 28. Andy Dalton had a resurgence last year. Andy Dalton, like, I want to say, like, what got into him? What, did, what did, He must ate a lot of spinach or somebody put something into him because he just, to me, was a different football player last year. Listen, and you know me. I Early on in the process when Andy Dalton was out there, I was like, well, what, we know what Andy Dalton is. What are we playing Andy Dalton for? Yeah. Let's go with Jameis Winston. You know, We're not quite sure what he is, and I thought there was more potential. But, man, when I was making this list and going back and watching Andy Dalton, here's what's changed about Andy Dalton. I mean, one, Andy Dalton changed his motion a little bit. From um, he, he changed hmm. this part of his career. He shortened his backswing, right, in honor of Brooks Kepka and the, and the yeah. PGA, what we're talking about. You but could tell that on film. I could definitely tell that. You know, he had a motion. He's got a very flexible arm where that arm would really kind of be a little too floppy throughout his whole career. And it's like he made an effort to go, you know what, I'm not going to let it go back all the way and look for two extra mile per hours, right? I'm going to just be on the money and get it out of here quicker. And he like would stop it right here. And to me, it led to not only quicker release, but he he rarely missed a target throughout the year. Andy Dalton was one of those really good quarterbacks that I used to watch and go, ah, man, big moment. You missed that throw because of your floppy ass arm and that and all that. And like, damn, you're too good to miss that throw, right? There was this year – when you started to dissect it, I started to go, "Damn, Andy Dalton, ball out of his hand, quick decision." Oh, ooh, and not just quick decision to keep the quarterback rating up, and the completion percentage up. He was aggressive this year. He was aggressive, and with the other thing that popped to me with the aggressiveness, and I think this is because of the motion change. And I really, really would like to know is like he talked to Drew Brees or you know those coaches down there who who taught Drew Brees that they teach him to change some of these things with his mechanics because on those aggressive throws too, and this is always an issue with me, with him, is he's never been a great aggressive throw thrower of the ball. I've always been like, oh, there's A.J. Green for 50, but they got 40 yards because he underthrew it or it should have been an 80-yard touchdown, but he had a stop and they got 30 yards on it, right? Mm-hmm. And not not this year. Man, the more you go and watch and you watch him back, you just start to go – Whoa, down the field post on the money. Deep crosser into tight coverage on the money. In cut. Tight coverage, boom, on the money. And I think that's where he really jumped up in my eyes, at least from you know last year to this year.
1: So you're not alone, too. There were other people that noticed this, too, which okay, is interesting, that's too. that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so the film the film showed you that. Some of the numbers indicated that as well. So you talked about the accuracy, the on-target throws. Yeah. Sport radar kind of tracks all the throws. and right. it's, it's subjective, of course. But sure. they try to say, was this an on-target throw? Was this off-target, bad throw, good throw? <laughs> Andy Dalton was fifth in on-target throw percentage, according to them. Fifth in the NFL. All quarterbacks here. He was number five, and then pro football focus. Yeah. You know, maybe always take it with a grain of salt, as we, you always tell me. <laughs> well, they do, um, a, lot they do a lot of good know. They, they know do a lot I'd of good stuff. I know. They do a lot of good stuff. They fight back and every now and then against some things. He was here. seventh. The yeah. seventh quarterback last year, he was ahead of guys like Tua and Geno and Trevor and Herbert and Brady and Rodgers. And so who knows what exactly they're evaluating on. But like you said, they saw a lot of good. There was a lot of good. You saw a lot of good. A
2: lot of good. And there was. That's, I think, the thing that jumped, back to, jumped out to me when I went back and watched was, the, the, you know you, you know me by now. I, 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 well, everybody should be able to throw the five-yard slant perfectly. I don't give a shit if you can or cannot. I mean, if you can. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh. He throws the five yard slam better than anybody in the game. Man, that's he's the best yeah. quarterback I ever seen. No, like that doesn't do anything unless you got Tyree Kill and a bunch of other weapons that you can just do that with. No, you gotta, you know, like we've been talking about with Mahomes and Josh Allen and all that. Like if you want to win games and beat the better teams, it four yard throws ain't gonna get it done. It's just not. You gotta make some plays. And man, when I watched him back, that was a pleasant surprise. And I did not give him enough credit for it during the season. When I watched him and hey, this too, for an older guy, dude still moves well. You know, he really does. He moves well. He's still tough. He ain't afraid to tuck it and run for five or six
1: yards. And that's where I give Andy Dalton a lot of credit. And despite that added aggressiveness, yeah, he had the highest completion percentage of his career mm. last year. His percentage of throws per touchdown was his best since 2018. Best quarterback rating since 2015. Uh, now he's on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Head coach Frank Wright said this weekend Andy Dalton will remain the number one quarterback when the full squad works together, although he did note that the plan is for... Uh, rookie Bryce Young to, to wind up taking there. more reps right. than the veteran over the course of the team's workouts that's he right. said quote when he's ready when it's best for the team that's when we'll look to make the transition so I think this is interesting I think this is probably more interesting than what's going on at Houston because I think I Houston's going to get CJ Stroud in there and right. play the rebuilding, right. and
2: you know what Davis Mills is and all that and yes. there's not great talent
1: yes but you're going to say what? There is
2: some talent here with this There's guy. some talent, right? right? And he
1: showed it last year, and he showed right. that he maybe he even at this before. age he might be improving right. somehow. Right. And so unless Bryce Young comes in there and is just clearly better, I think it could give them an opportunity to ease Bryce Young in a little bit more than maybe the Houston Texans will ease in C.J. Stroud.
2: I, I think so. I, You know, with one, in H- I think the situations are different. Right, where Houston, it's like it's a rebuild. They know they're starting from scratch. I think Carolina can kind of look at themselves and go, No, no, wait, we, we can we can be competitive, right, like, right away. Like we're not we're not Houston. We have more pieces on our team here, right, which can lend them, I think, to maybe playing a guy who's a little bit better at first, right? Yeah, and yeah, I think Andy Dalton. I think that'll be a tougher overcome by Bryce Young. Again, this is where the Bryce Young thing is tricky, right? It's it's his arm is not better than Andy Dalton's. He's not as big as Andy Dalton, you know, and then Andy Dalton's played a lot of football, too. This is different than Davis Mills that way. I mean, Andy Dalton's been to the playoffs a bunch and the starting quarterback for the Bengals for a long, long time. This ain't just chop liver here. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't expect Bryce Young to necessarily be the starter week one where it's like C.J. Stroud will be. This situation's a little different there, and uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it plays out. Now, Bryce Young, if he just balls out and looks like a natural in the preseason and all that, you know, then I think he will start. And to me, if, he, if it's even close, you know me, I'm always start the young kid and let's get it going. Yeah. But you know, this one, this could be one where it takes a little bit to close the gap uh, more
1: than the Davis Mills, C.J. Stroud one. I, I almost think it could go down the Jets route 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 listen this is what scares me about quarterbacks like bryce
2: young yes you know this about me i'm not trying to be a jerk there's i love a lot about bryce young but when you're not super physically gifted you know i always worry about they're gonna be on the field and they're gonna go Whoa, wait the number one pick his arms not as good as matt corral's or andy dalton's hey oh the number one pick isn't Oh, he's barely faster than Andy. I don't know if he's faster than Matt Corral. Like that's 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 where I worry about that, right? That's the only position in the sport that we do that with. That's the only. If it was any other position, we'd go. He's the backup then. Yeah. Right. Oh, we're going to play the corner who's not as fast and not as strong and not as physical and all. Right. So you know, and I know more goes into playing quarterback, but that's what scares me
1: you know in those situations a little bit yeah that's a could be a very interesting backup starting quarterback situation and the next quarterback we're talking about very similar situation very, could be similar. very interesting for different reasons yeah. but could be interesting for the first few weeks of the season huh number 27 on your list is Sammy Darnold
2: Sam Darnold as they call him I like to call him Sammy okay Sammy D All right, Sammy D, Sonny D, Sammy D, right? Yeah, you know the. Has
1: he ever done that sponsorship deal with Sonny D? No, I don't think he has. It's a missed opportunity. It really is, right? The orange hair and everything like that. No one calls me, uh, you know, uh, Sammy D, but Chris Sims will one day, and I should just get this going right now. And
2: his family, I mean, his his grandfather is the Marble Man, the original Marble Man. That's right. Remember, I told you that,
1: right? Right. So he needs one of the greatest names ever. He needs to cement his legacy. He does.
2: He needs to. Well, he's trying to, and that's why he went to San Francisco. He's looking for gold. Gold and he found it, okay? That's what he did and he found gold in Kyle Shannon. Sam Darnold is one of the tougher rankings in this whole thing, right? Sam Darnold has some things about his physical ability and skill set that are legit. Like when you turn on the film and you go, damn, that's fucking above average NFL quarterback type stuff right there. You know, like great feet, unbelievable feet in the pocket very quick release, like one of the quicker releases in all of football. And then his arm is strong. I mean, it's, it's, you know, again, I'm not going to say it's Josh Allen or Mahomes, but it's a strong arm to where he can push 50 yard posts and in cuts
1: in like it's nothing. Matt Mayoko covers the 49ers. been Covering him for years. Yeah. Good friend of yours. And mine too. We we talked to him. Yeah. What's he saying? So he says this, and he was talking on a, a local radio show. He goes, quote, he might be, he goes, can I say this? Oh, you know it's going to be good when he <laughs> right. goes, can I say this? Uh, the most talented thrower of the football that the 49ers have ever had. That's what he said. He goes, "Let's." Uh, he goes, let's put him in the very high echelon of guys who can just drop back in the pocket and throw the football. I think that he really hasn't really had any chance to succeed since his college days are over. So he is very high on the... Ability to throw the football, and Kyle Shanahan said he just said this about him: "Quote, there are only a few people on this planet who can throw at the level that you need to throw at to succeed in this league. Sam is one of those guys who can throw like that." There you go. You know, Sam's got, got some stuff to him.
2: I'm still a believer in Sam. And you go back and watch, you know, the end of the year and what he did with Carolina. You see a lot of stuff where you go, "That's NFL starting quality throw, decision, play, whatever." I mean, right? but
1: Maddie might be going a little too far. Best well, thrower of the football ever for the Forty ers right. Like I'm,
2: I'm not gonna put him in front of you know Joe and Steve. That's yeah. for sure, right? But I think they're trying to make a point, and 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 that he's hearing from people there that they're going, dude can throw it. Nice. Dude's got skills. Yeah. Dude can spin it. Right. That's the one thing he can't. And you know, I, I really. I named some of the things, quick release, strong arm, right? Got some different releases to do that. He's got incredibly quick feet to hop around the, t- the pocket. He is a much better runner than you think. When you start to break down, you start to go, oh, wait, he got out of the pocket. Oh, he did turn the corner and get eight or nine yards there. Woo, damn, he did have another gear that I didn't expect. He's a little surprising that way. Like him keeping the ball on the read option, that's a real threat, you can't just, like, disregard it and go, oh, they're not going to run Sam Darnold today, right? So, you know, those those are the things he does really well. And, I mean, like I said, him sliding the pocket and throwing balls, sidearm through lanes and doing all that, I love it. Now, it's just it's sometimes there's just a little too much of that. Or sometimes there's a loss of feel for the game overall. That's where Sam Darnold can be a little bit, like... You know, he needs a Shanahan to stay on him a little bit. Right. You know, like, hey, we're winning this game. We don't need to, like, take a chance on the post down the middle against double coverage here. Right. That's where you watch Sam, it starts to like, hey, the game's, it's a field goal game. You're scrambling out of the pocket, throwing it the other side of the field over a guy to get it under a guy to get a six yard completion. Like, who the fuck cares? Throw it away, take the sack, punt it. What are you doing? Right. So it's the feel of the game, some of the nuances, I think, that is where he's got to get better. Better at hmm. Sometimes staring at a receiver forever and patting the ball and patting the ball and you're like, you're going to get hit and you're going to fumble. Oh, you got hit and fumbled, right? So it's that. And that's where I think him not being coached and, and not being in the right situation has hurt him a little bit. And that's where, yeah, he's at 27 where we sit right now. But damn, I mean, he's got the potential to be somebody greater than this and just i just got to see it you just got to see it put it all together and that's hard sometimes when
1: you've been in some of the situations he's been in yeah, he has had, I think, four head coaches, maybe five offensive coordinators in his five right. years. I nobody's going to survive through that. Still only 25 years old. I mean, Hendon Hooker territory here. He's, he's basically Hendon Hooker's age. He was age. a baby when he came in the league. I know. Stetson Bennett. Right. Uh, right. They're the numbers of what he did uh, last year compared to 2021. You could see, um, though, like uh, the aggressive right pass yards per attempt, better with the touchdowns, and
2: interception. Now, they ran the ball and managed the ball the right way, but to me, this yeah. is where he's awesome in the Shanahan offense. Yeah. And it would not shock me okay I'm gonna say this right where if he starts and the first they got start out 4-0 and and Brock Purdy comes back healthy it wouldn't shock me if Sam Darnold was so good there it's like we're gonna stay with Sam Brock I'm sorry Sam's kicking ass right now I mean this offense is made for him
1: can we look at the schedule too and see so if he does start week one yeah
2: they have a pretty favorable early schedule if Ooh. I remember correctly right you know, look at that. At I mean,
1: Steelers, at Rams. There's no
2: doubt they're, 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 they're going to have the most talented team on the field in the first four games. Right? Thursday
1: night against the Giants, they'll blow them out. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yourself. Cardinals. And then Cowboys.
2: Right. On so NBC. they could Saturday be sitting there 4-0. Yeah. Right. And he is made for this type of offense. Oh, bootlegs? Sam Darnold, that's what he does best. Oh, play action? And just have me read one thing and get it out of my hand quick. He's made for that. That's why Shanahan likes him. That's why you're hearing Matt Miyako say these type of things. Yeah. I know Shanahan likes him because I remember and when he came out in the draft that Shanahan had his eye on him. But, yeah, I think there's also a system fit there with the guy as well. And because he's been in some crappy situations and all that too, I think that sometimes lends you to some bad habits, right? Nobody's ever open. We never make a play. So I I hold the ball a little longer. I take a chance yeah. here. Oh, I forget where we are in the game overall. I'm used to always being losing. So I saw the guy open a post. I just yeah. threw it, right? Those are all things that are real and tangible when you haven't been in good situations yeah. that way. And I think that's some of the stuff that you know Shanahan hopes he can – Work out of uh, Sam yeah. Darnold. He
1: had a chance at the end of the year to get Carolina into the playoffs. Didn't play real well in that last game. Um, but it could be the situation around him is what you're saying. No,
2: yeah, it could be the situation. You know, and I'm thinking of like, um, you know, what was it? The Tampa Bay game, right? They had that. Was that, that was the second to last game. You know, that was – they had them on the ropes. Yeah. On the ropes. That's right. But he had some moments in that game That's where right. you just go – Oh, wait, yep. don't do this. Don't, you know, made some great plays too, but had a bad interception when they had control of the game and they were in fringe field goal terry, territory. I do believe he fumbled, backed up once, holding on the ball yeah. forever.
1: Matt Casey is telling me that in the room watching the games, you were very angry, at <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold. No,
2: I was because I was. Carolina's been one of my teams. I have said, "Watch yes. out!" And I was sick of Brady in the Bucks. So I was like, "Please,
1: <laughs> I don't want to have to like talk about them on playoff weekend, and then the weekend after,
2: and then the weekend after."
1: Not Bucky Cox says, "Why doesn't every quarterback looking for a rebound spot want to play in San Francisco?" I assume they all watch the tape and say, "I can make all those plays." <laughs> Guys like Darnold, Baker, James Bridgewater should be fighting to play there. I, I, I trust me. I think they do. Yeah. I do.
2: I think they do. I mean, I think Mitch Trubisky. He was, was trying to want to go to San Francisco last year. I, I think there's a lot of them that try to work the back channels to get there. So, it's just this Does Kyle like it? Yeah.
1: Kyle likes Sam, and he, he pulled the trigger on that one. So Kuzo is going to push back here because he goes, no, Sam Darnold or Trey Lance is intriguing. So he had not seen. You know, he doesn't didn't know that Sam was going to be this high on your list. Right. Um, he goes, if they show up soon, it's safe to say you have strong beliefs in the Shanahan system, but would you honestly take those quarterbacks if they were starting for other teams, or are they not on the same on this list altogether? Love the pod, Chris and Ahmed. So you, you do this team independent, play color right. independent. Exactly so right. That's the exercise, and so obviously you think that he could show some things that – we haven't seen before from yes. Sam Darnold in this offensive system. But.
2: Sam Darnold gets in the right spot and shows us and gets on a team where he can really show us all that he has to offer. To me, he has the type of potential to be, like, you know, somewhere in that 11 to 15 range for next year. I mean, he's got that type of talent. Again, like I said, he can make wow plays. He can make backyard plays. That, that to me, is the problem a little bit, you know, this is finally he's going to get coached how to really play in the pocket. That was my problem with him coming out of USC. I thought it was all backyard plays. My problem with Sam Darnold coming out in my evaluation was he made very few plays and throws within the pocket where I was like wait the 20 yard in cut's open go throw it. Throw a laser in there but he would look to play backyard football because he could find something better that way you know. He's getting better in that department it's still something that he can improve on and um no, Kuzo. I, I think Sam Darnold's got a lot of potential, and it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if things were a little slow to progress with Purdy if he was your starting quarterback for more than you would think this year.
1: Speaking of that,
3: oh, what we close that tier. We close that
1: tier of backup supremes, and we open up a new tier of sophomore supremes. So these guys that are maybe just a step ahead in the sophomore class here because we did have the show me more sophomore yeah, class right uh, now we have the this is tight man this is tight supreme so okay so we have two players yeah in this tier for you let's start with number 26 okay well 26 in brock we trust okay
2: brock purdy he's pretty good i know this won't can we be still, can we keep doing that oh this we're era, gonna do that? it right now i mean the i know that you know the the, the 49ers
1: fans are gonna think he should be you know much higher this is going to be fascinating to me i know the reaction to this ranking because you I... have on the one side you could have some people that are like all right are we really moving him up this much after you know it was one year in the yeah. kyle shanahan system and he was the last pick of the draft and are we just uh, you know prisoners of the moment or are there going to be people that are like he should be way higher in this i, list. I, I really, really think, legitimately don't know i think we're going to get more of that you do just think. from
2: our feel at the end of the year Right. There was a few times where we talked about Brock Purdy and people were starting to go, he's already a top ten NFL quarterback. That's true. And yeah. I was like, What?
1: Yeah.
2: Are you on drugs or were you on drugs? Right? The
1: injury might be saving you here because they might say, Oh, he's he's got him lower because of the injury. So. Yeah, no, it's not. I'm not yeah. I'm
2: not I'm not taking that into account. This here is a fully this. healthy Brock Purdy. Exactly right. Um, there's when you watch them, it's they're him and Sam Darnold are very similar. Okay, in the way they play, in the way they play, the way they handle, the way they stand in the pocket, you know, even some of their abilities are very similar. Right. But Darnold's physical arm is better than Brock Purdy's. Right. To where like Darnold has a stronger arm. Darnold has a quicker release. These are things Brock Purdy can get better at for sure. Right. But Brock Purdy, the one thing, you, you know, I don't know, I kind of forgot or just didn't maybe, you know, forgot. He, like, damn, is he a good athlete? Like way better than we even think. Like when we if we went back and watched together, it'd go, yeah, watch him escape this. Watch him run here. Whoa. Look at this escape to find a completion or a touchdown pass here. Damn, he's a slippery SOB, as I like to say. So that's where he is really good. And then, of course, his arm, even though I said it's not as strong as Sam Darnold's, it's not that less though. less than he can still make a lot of game-changing type of throws. And to me, where he separates himself a little bit from a Sam Darnold right now, and, you know, again, maybe this is, of course, part of the coaching and, this, and, uh, and what he's gotten with Shanahan, but I think this also goes back to all the experience he got at Iowa State. He sees the field phenomenal. For a rookie quarterback, he's an unbelievable decision-maker, unbelievable feel for the game like overall. Okay, take a sack. Okay, throw it away. Whatever, right? You know. And then like maturity beyond belief in some of the nuanced things he does for a rookie quarterback, right? Where like I said Sam Darnold could sit there and pat the ball and look at a guy for too long, right? Mm-hmm. Or take a chance and you're just like, "Why, Sam? Why? Why?" Like Purdy doesn't really do that. But then Purdy has like he's got veteran eyes already. I mean, when you start to watch Purdy, you start to start go Damn, he's kind of – he's dropping back, and he dropped back, and he's looking over at 10 o'clock, and as he's getting ready to throw, he's still looking at 10 o'clock, and boom, he throws it to 1 o'clock, right? Because he's just going to look you off because he knows, oh, wait, this is the coverage, I got it. So he's nuanced that way. That's where he's damn good, right? He's not perfect yet. He does have to shorten his motion. I think if he shortens his motion, of course, it'll be a quicker release, and I think it'll add a little popping in the ball. But he can make all the throws. And like Darnold, he's a very good athlete. He just sees the field better and has a little bit better of a feel of the game overall than Sam Darnold right now. And that's why I gave him the edge in in that department.
1: I think it would be instructive to look at his first eight games under Kyle Shanahan and the first five games for Jimmy Garoppolo under Kyle Shanahan. That was back in 2017. The numbers are pretty similar. Completion percentage, yards per attempt. Now, Brock Purdy had a much better touchdown to interception ratio. This is where he's got a good special
2: feel that way and when to push the envelope and when to go oh it's not worth it I'll take the underneath route.
1: So I'm fascinated here because you talking about him right now I think is better than you talking about him during the season because of course you give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan and being in that system and having weapons and Debo Samuel although he was hurt for a bit there but Christian McCaffrey comes over at that same time. I think during the year you made the point often that is it Brock Purdy? Is it now this new weapon? And the running game took off and it reached a new level. Yeah. Once Christian McCaffrey got there, right. But I feel like looking back on it, looking back at the tape, you're giving a little bit more credit to Brock Purdy and running yeah, this Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: more impressed maybe than I you know remembered being during the season, you know. But also in realizing and having him number 26 in my ranking to go. No, no. You know, this is still a guy that has to improve on some things. And still a lot of the good we looked at was still because that team is awesome and they can do a lot of things. I mean, yeah, there's some games you could sit there and look at and go, well, holy shit, he's wide open. Holy shit, that's a screen that went for 60. You didn't sure. do anything, right? Holy shit, he's open again, right? So that's where, again, it, it's, uh, there, there, there's a lot to like. And for a rookie to be thrown in that situation and play the way he did, that's another reason, you know, I have him where he has. He's got, you know, Moxie and cool under pressure and all those type of things that show up that a team rally he's behind too and there's a reason they've made him the starter and they're telling him he's the starter if he comes back because they have a coaching staff and a bunch of players in the locker room who believe in the guy as a leader too and uh, that's another aspect he's got a little bit of advantage of in Sammy, Sam Darnold.
1: Right elbow surgery is what he had Damn. in the offseason. The 49ers say that after 12 weeks they're going to evaluate him. Right. That'll, that'll be about mid-June and then they'll have a timetable. They're hoping late August, early September, could be close to yeah, the beginning of the regular right. season. And you mentioned if Sam Darnold gets off to a good start, yep. who knows what, what they do at the quarterback position. But pretty clear that they have something in Brock Purdy. And I was thinking about this too. You know, We, we make a lot about giving up the two first-round picks and then using the other first-round pick on Trey Lance. I feel like they just got one of those back. right? With Brock Purdy, you basically just got a first-round pick back. Yeah. Because where would he have gone? I, uh, if he was in the draft this past year, like where, that's a, I hadn't thought about that before. You know, with Anthony Richardson, I mean, we've seen it for a year with Brock Purdy. Right. But after having seen that, let's say for whatever reason, they're like yeah, a, he was definitely, a glitch. there's a glitch. We have to put him back in the draft. right? Where would, where would he have gone ahead of those top three quarterbacks? I don't think so. I don't think so.
2: You know, I know it's tough to talk about, you know, after seeing him a year in the NFL and all that. But I right. still don't know if there's enough pure elite physical talent, you know, to be to be drafted higher than those first three or anything like that, right? Certainly, we I misevaluated. We all did.
1: I but mean, probably a first rounder, though, don't you think? A team would take what they saw from Brock Purdy at the end of the first round, like Kenny Pickett territory. I don't know. I don't. That's know. Interesting. I don't know about that. You know, again, we're, we're
2: – and again, why I got him at twenty six is I, I, I gotta I gotta see more in that department. Like I said, I think there's a lot of Shanahan factor in what went on there sure. too, right? So that's where, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more before I make some some bold statements like that. You know, I wish, like I said, he's got to tighten that motion. I wish he was a hair more of aggressive as a thrower. All right, that would be one thing I'd throw out to you too. Yeah. But, man, other than that, like I said, the feel, throwing off his back foot when pressure's coming, all of that, you know, having a good feel for the overall game, um, that's where, you know, he's, he's light years ahead of most rookie quarterbacks, but you know, again, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year with him. He is, he's, he's Got some some challengers there in San Francisco with Sam Darnold.
1: Yep, yep. And I think we can say that you know Trey Lance will not be on your list. I think that's become Trey
2: Lance is not on my list. That's obvious. right. We're
1: talking about all the San Francisco quarterbacks. Let's get yep. it all out there. Trey he will Lance, not be on your list.
2: No, I, I can't say that he's in the top forty quarterbacks of football right now. You know, you, you know where I had him last year, and of course he didn't get any reps or get any better last year. So, uh, you know, what did I have him last year, somewhere in the thirties, I, I don't believe, even know. somewhere yeah. in that range, right? Um, and of course, I, yeah, I don't think it got any better.
0: NetCredit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com/partners. NetCredit, credit to the people.
1: We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet five dollars get two hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable bonus best. that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You had uh, this next quarterback... At 39 yeah. on your list last year. Right. He has moved up into the top 25. Your number 25 quarterback is? Is Kenny Pickett from the Pittsburgh
2: Steelers, right? Kenny Pickett, man, you know, it's it's a, it's a perfect example of him and Brock Purdy, right? I like, You know, this is where I want to be like, hey, people, do you really think like, Kenny Pickett couldn't have gone to San Francisco and done some of that stuff there? Come on now. Come on. You know, the situation, all that, and that's why I'm here to decipher this for you. Kenny Pickett's arm is better than Brock Purdy's. Kenny Pickett's release is better than Brock Purdy's. Kenny Pickett, the athlete, is better than Brock Purdy. He's also bigger than Brock Purdy, right? And I would say from pure drop-back passing offense, you know, I think it's disputable. I might edge Kenny Pickett as far as reading the field and going through progressions quickly and going in that in that way. You know, yeah, I, I Pickett's pretty damn good. Pickett's ability to throw the ball into tight little short windows is phenomenal. You know, hey, all you got to do is what do they think of him? They, I mean, they let him throw it 35 and 40 times a game, you know, during the season. They trusted him. They couldn't run the ball. So they were like, hey, hey, we'll let him make quick decisions, get the ball out of his hands, and we'll kind of play that way. It's usually entrusted into a veteran type of quarterback. That So but those are signals that are telling me that they think this of him. And that's where I don't think Kenny Pickett quite gets the, you know, maybe the credit he deserves there. His arm, it's not superstar arm, but it's damn good. It's better than like what I said with Brock Purdy. He can make all the throws. He definitely can. Now, does he need to improve on some of those power throws? Definitely. Does he need to be a little bit more aggressive with his mentality on some of the aggressive down the field power throws type of plays? Yes, you know, there was a ton made of, like, when Mitch Trubisky is in there that there was plays being left down the field. I don't, and Kenny Pickett got in, and they threw the ball shorter. But nobody called Kenny Pickett out. That kind of bothered me last year. Yeah. You know, it did. It's like, wait, 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 Trubisky doesn't throw it enough. Bench him. And we bring somebody else and he throws it shorter nobody says anything.
3: Yeah. And
1: that, that to me is like, you know, BS. But either way, he did a very good job at the situation he was
2: throwing. I
3: think it too. is
1: interesting comparing the numbers for Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky last year. Last year. Of course, Kenny Pickett had, had more games and more opportunities. But, uh, yeah, the pass yards per attempt was lower for Kenny Pickett than Mitch Trubisky. And I, I do think it was a little bit of a, of a letdown for the Steelers fans because they were hoping for this big jump in the offense. And then I think the blame started to go to the offensive play caller. And uh yeah. was it Canada there? Yeah. So it's like I I, I do think that Steeler fans did feel a little underwhelmed by what they saw first year from Kenny Baker.
2: I'm I'm still, you know, up in the air, as you could tell, and that's why I got him here at, you know, number 25. There's some things I like, certainly, but I'm not blown away by, you know, it, it's it's shitty how he like, you know, the perception or whatever the world we're in kind of dictates this conversation. Something like Brock Purdy, we never expect him to be here. So, he, like, I say all these glowing like, things great, about yeah. him, right? You know? Kenny Pickett's a uh, first-round pick, and he's here, and we're kind of like, eh, it could have been better, right? Yeah. And it's kind of messed up that way, all right? Yeah, life but, yeah. is all about expectations. Expectations I've, I've are a big, right? It's, it's a big about, part of what are you expecting,
1: that. and then is it better or worse than that? Yeah, yeah.
2: and the, those are things that I, I need to see more. I do. I do. And, and, and all those categories I talked about, let alone Hey, being able to take some punishment and all that, that's something that I worry about as well. He's got, he's got to get a little thicker and a little more muscle on his frame altogether. He did have the concussion issues this year, so that's an issue. But as far as playing the position and playing within the pocket, seeing the field, make the right decisions – make the appropriate throws like man he's he's really good in that department now it's like we got to start making plays and making a few plays to get the team over the hump in some close football games
1: he led some game-winning drives against the raiders ravens and back to back games didn't have much of a running game so you know if he he can improve that part of the game maybe it's better for kenny pickett um so and and yeah you've been critical of that offensive system there with matt canada in the past definitely something's working against him last year right Um, but uh, he was replacing a legend in Ben Roethlisberger. I think we have the numbers from Big Ben in his last year and the numbers for Kenny Pickett. Uh, The percentage of passes past the first down line, I mean, that was the Big Ben's big thing last year. It was like 34% of the time it's just like, just dump off. I mean, Pickett was a little bit better, but not much better. Um, And so you know who was probably happy that he didn't light the world on fire? Actually, I know he was happy that he didn't light the world on fire. (laughs) It was Ben Roethlisberger uh, because he said, did you see this on his podcast? He goes, I probably shouldn't say this, but who cares at this point? Uh, he goes, I wouldn't say that I wanted Kenny to necessarily fail, but like when someone comes to replace you and you still feel like I had it, I hope he doesn't come and ball out because then it's like, Ben who? So that's what Big Ben said on the podcast. And let me just be the first to say, I honestly give him some credit for saying that. Yeah, because I, I, I think that's a very natural I, thing it, it, to it feel. Is. It, right? is. it is a natural thing to feel.
2: I want to go, you don't need to worry. You're a legend. You're going into yes. the Hall of Fame, right? But First it just shows Dallet you. That if, yeah, you're right. Even If, them, if a guy like him it. is thinking that, yeah. like,
1: if you're thinking that at home about anything, like someone comes in you know, your job and you're working in sure. an office somewhere and it's sure. just like you're an accountant and then be like, hey, did you see, you know, yeah. Phil over there? I'm happy he got the opportunity, but I just hope he doesn't do as good as I do. Right? <laughs> yeah, it Phil's amazing. He no. does this stuff a lot faster than you did it. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, thanks.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is. I do give him credit for saying it. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's, he's at least he's he is being honest. What I would just want to say is, it's like, hey, man, you're cemented in stone. You're the man. Don't worry. Like it's it's you know, you, you you don't have anybody that's doubting you. You were yeah. the man for a long time. Uh, but yeah, it's his first year out. It's infringing on his territory, and I get that. I mean, gosh, I, I just think about my dad when his career ended with the Giants and. Dave Brown and Kent Grant, you know, yeah, I definitely didn't want them. I'm sure my dad had the same feelings too. He didn't want them to come in and, like, hit the ground running and go to the Pro Bowl, right? Yeah. Something like that. Nobody wants to see that. So, uh, yeah, we'll give them, I'm with you. I'll give him some
1: credit for saying it out loud. You know why? Because I guarantee, and I've actually heard some athletes say this, yeah. that if, when you're on a team and, say, you're in, uh, entrenched with being the starter, right, and then you're kind of struggling, and then you're benched, right, I know the thing to say is like, yes, I'm rooting for the team to win and you are rooting for the team to win. Man, oh, man, do you really want to see your backup go out there and, and crush it while you're on the bench? I mean, it's a tough situation. It it's your no, livelihood it for is. these guys. It is, exactly you know? right. And Ben's not playing anymore, but I'm just saying, even for people on the team, it's, it's it's a tough situation. It is.
2: It is a very tough situation. It's not easy to deal. And, yeah, you have to fight against the urges of being a hater a little bit and take the bigger picture and do like, okay, wait, you no, know, this is my team, and I still got a lot of people I care for on this team, and I want to see positive things happen, and I'll get, you know, my crack once again, but it, yeah. the, that's the yes, the frustrating
1: thing about football, and it can be tough on your psyche. Will the Steelers get another crack at the playoffs this year? Ooh! So last year they finished under five hundred. Last year, right? Yeah, Did they, they, they was, ended up what? Was, was that it the was first up. time? in Mike Tomlinson? Right? they were nine and eight. They were above five hundred. Oh my gosh! I totally they never, they, they, they never. will never do that. Refuse to be so okay. They're over under. Let's look at the bet MGM for the Steelers they're over under for win totals 8.5 i mean i'm going to take the i'm going to take the over, taking the over? it's impossible yeah i even just tried to my brain i don't even know why it went there because of course that mike tom was not going to have a losing record
2: i don't want to like i don't want to I, I mean they scare you right uh, I, first off i look at them right now and and again i don't say this by a wide margin or anything like that but i i think their rosters probably the least talented in the division mm I think I'd give the Browns the edge over them. Yeah. So, that's where I don't know. But then there is a culture and a battle-testedness and a toughness and a fearlessness. I would and they're a-
1: probably giving the Browns the edge over them last year. Uh, too. You're, you're,
2: you're, you're probably right. You're right. So uh, that, that's you never count the Steelers out. They know how to play. They love their backs against the wall. But, yeah, if you're going to make me bet right now in the AFC and they're over and under win total, I, I, I think I'd probably go slightly under
1: on it. I so would. they are plus 150 to make the playoffs. So, not, not a long shot, but not favored to. Uh, definitely a long shot to win the AFC North at plus 650. Uh, Mike Tomlin, Coach of the Year, is plus 3,000. My gosh. I mean, that's a travesty. I mean, let's just give uh, Mike Tomlin, he has never won Coach of the Year award. It's kind of amazing. He's going to win like coach of the decade or coach of the <laughs> 20 years. And he's never won it for one year. I, 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 I mean, know. I guess second to Bill Belichick. but it,
2: It's constantly people on on him, Mike Tomlin, it seems like. But I feel like it turned the corner maybe a little last year where everybody – I feel like even some of the haters were like, all right, wait, hold on. Maybe I've been hard, but maybe this damn guy is good. They never die. Uh, and hopefully people realize that. He's one of the best head coaches in football. And Yeah, they're kind of in the midst of a – semi stay relevant rebuild a relevant rebuild i think we should phrase it that way right where they're they're in the mix but i don't think they're really in the mix they're in the mix because of their culture their toughness they're going to play the game the right way they're going to be physical not turn the ball over but not necessarily
1: be like the most talented team in the afc and as we have noted here in the rundown mike tomlin has never had a losing record in 16 years as a head coach. It's incredible. Great coach, great organization. Uh, Well done. Thank you to BetMGM for all that information. And we want to let you know... The action never stops at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code SIMS. Your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. So
2: say you bet $100 on Joey Porter Jr. to win defense or rookie of the year. If you win, you'll get $2,000. But if you lose,
1: you still get $100 worth of free bets. Simply download the BetMGM app today. Go to BetMGM.com as well and enter the bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Read the fine print. Make sure you know what you're getting into there when you do that, too. And don't bet too much, too. Uh Don't bet more than you. I just want to throw out the safety it out got there to well. go! to go! Bet MGM. Thank you for all that information. All right, what do we got here? How how long have we been going here? About an hour? No, so? oh yeah, probably hour and ten, somewhere in there, something along those so lines. We're right, a couple of the ask uh, me anything. Yeah, but, let's hit a few but, of them. But we can update the uh, the top forty as we have it right now. So, Kristen, do you have the uh, the updated it's list? There. There so there it is, is with all the tiers. Morgan, have you been making the tiers and putting those all in? Well done, Morgan. So two niners back to back. We're filling up. I mean, there's a lot going on in your top forty this year. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of different colors, a lot of colors. names, away logos. From the color wheel this year, <laughs> logos, and then all of that. and then what is love? We got Like when you have one guy in one tier, it makes it very difficult to get the <laughs> description <laughs> of that tier in there. Yes, <laughs> it does. Uh, all right, you're feeling yeah. pretty good about your I list so far. I feel pretty good.
2: One. Yeah, I got you know. Again, I, I always have some ones where i go Oh, i don't know maybe i shouldn't have done that like i said but we'll dive into that as i go along here I've had one or two thoughts creeping in my mind like that Uh-oh. as I as like time goes. I look at it and go, ah, I should have flipped that. Or oh, no, but, don't do
1: that. No, you know, stick to your guns. I think you're right.
2: I mean, even if they were, it's like you were talking about like yeah, it's like <laughs> oh, 34 should yeah. have been
1: thirty five or you're whatever. I mean, it's he's not, not a, like a buzzworthy drastic. backup. He's a backup supreme. What are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you're an idiot. Uh, okay, so let, let's talk about those uh, four buzzworthy backups for a second. Yeah, Jarrett Stidham, Taylor Heineke, Gardner yeah. Minshew, and Mike White. Right. Last time, Patrick Cipher says out of the four buzz were the backups. Which one has the most tools that could potentially allow them to be a starter a couple of years down the line? Kind of like a Geno Smith, he right. said. I,
2: I look at that to be either Jared Stidham or Mike White, right? I think the other two are awesome career backups only. Those two White and Jared Stidham have starting quarterback potential and I think Stidham's probably the guy I'd look at. Stidham, watching back at him, and I know you weren't here for that part of the yeah. podcast, he was... He's really physically impressive. And I think there's a reason, like like I said on the pod during that when we broke him down, it, it, Sean Payton was one of the first things he did. I mean, one of the quarterback whispers of the last two decades, the first thing he did was, I want Jared Stidham as my backup quarterback. Because you watch and you go, no, the arm is above average NFL talent arm. You know, releases good, good athlete, sees the field, right? Back shoulder or just, you know, off his back foot. side. He can really do everything. He's a guy that, like I said during the podcast, like if he's going to be on Russell Wilson's heels and he's going to drive him, and if Russell Wilson slips up, Jared Sims is the guy that can come in and go, no, I'm the man that's throwing for 320 yards a How game. How crazy day. would that I know. Be? He's got that. He's you think that's that. a real possibility? I, 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 with the way Russell played last year, I mean, I almost want to say anything's on the table. I don't know what to expect from Russell. I'm, if you made me bet, I would say it's all going to be a lot better because of Sean Payton. That's yeah. who I believe in. And he's going to retool, rewire
1: Russell the right way. But, but this, if he can't do it, he's not going to be afraid to move on.
2: I, I don't think so. Sean Payton, I've never seen him be scared of anything or have yeah. to do a tough decision like that. And I think that's why he threw a little you know, little change at Jared Sinem.
1: You had uh, the one man in one tier. Yeah. What is love? Got to do with it. Got to do with it. No more. Uh, Jordan Love at 31. Rustam Saini? Uh, Sayani? Say 92? Uh, they always tell you, they go, if you don't know how to say it, just go through it. You know, like, like be <laughs> confident go. about it. You know, Rustam Sayani? 92? Of, the complete opposite of what I just did. Based off of Jordan Love's performance against Philadelphia, how high can he move up this list? Seems like he could be a top 10 quarterback for some of those throws.
2: Well, he has some throws that are elite. He does. So, you know, top 10 is a pretty damn special group of guys in the NFL right now. But uh, I would say, like, yeah, he's the type of guy, the talent, the explosiveness in his arm. Right, that he could dance around the top ten. I'm not sure. I'd say top ten, right? But it it dance around twelve, fourteen, eleven, whatever, depending on the year. I don't think that would be a shock to me if mm. if all things went right this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good. You good right, with that? I'm taking that good. in. What are I'm you reading? What are, in? You, what are you doing over there?
1: No, I was just... uh I'm
2: just reading something else. Wait, uh, so
1: you think he could go as high as...
2: Yeah, yeah, Not top 10. I don't know about that, right? As I said, the to- the top 10 is pretty freaking talented right, right now when
1: you get into football here. But but, uh, but of all the quarterbacks, I mean, he, the ones that you haven't seen that much of, I mean, obviously they have the most ability to move up or down, right? It's like yeah. we, we don't know. We haven't well, yeah. seen it, right? Right, right. So... but
2: some of them, I look at them and go... You know, yeah, they have the ability to move up into the middle park of the NFL. And then yeah. there's some where you go, no, no, they have, the, they have top 10 potential. And he he does, you know, yeah, he could be a top 10 quarterback when all Sunday. done. I'm not sure he could do it right away this year, but his talent is there to where, yeah, on a given year, 9, 11, 12, whatever, he certainly could do that. Okay,
1: you know who may disagree with you? Who's that? Nick Norris. Oh, who's Nick a homie Norris. How, how dare you? In. He goes, how do you have Jordan Love so far ahead of Howell? What, what we've seen from Howell in an actual game has been so much better than Love. You had Howell at 39, you had Love at 31. Yeah, no, I, well, I've
2: seen Love a little bit more, and I do think that Love has more high-end talent than Howell. You know, Howell you get to see in one game, too. Right It was just one game, and yeah. it was against the Dallas Cowboys and somewhat of a meaningless game, yeah, and you know, so you know, I like Howell, I do I just I have more questions about it. I just need to see more of them altogether. Do I think his arm is as good as Jordan Love? No, I don't, you know, um I don't think he's got the ability to make some of the high level throws that Jordan Love can let alone Jordan Love has played a little bit more, and I know it hasn't been stellar, but he has played more to where, yeah, him throwing the football the way he did, the decision-makings I saw in that Eagles game and a few other snaps in other games were all really damn good. Yeah, And let alone, like, like I said, when he stripes the ball, it's like, oh, whoa, 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 that, that flew off his hand right there. It's, like, it's special that way. Um, I'm I'm expecting to see some some pretty big things from him. I, I like Sam Howell, you know that. Yeah, but you know mechanically, he's got some things about his game where, like I said, he has no different release, right? He, I don't know if necessarily he's going to be able to just stand on his back foot and make some like, oh, let me twist my body and throw and I can still throw the 20-yard out route, right? We got to see one game. He was 11 for 19 for 169 yards, TD and an interception. Yeah. Right? I just need to see more.
1: Yeah. I-, I saw him at the Preakness. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. What'd you think of him? Good fashion? Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. You're good. He had that beard working, yeah. you know, his fashion got sense was pretty good. To him, right? He does have some thickness Yeah, he's to stout, him. right? Yeah, he is He is solid. Yeah, so if he definitely he is. Run, he does run a little bit, too. So, he does. Yeah. He
2: moves well. He's tough. Like I said, he's Oh, when well, he came out, remember we were going, this is kind of like Baker Mayfield Light. Yes. That's who he kind of reminded me of, yep. except he doesn't throw the ball quite that
1: well. All right. Here's one topic that has been percolating throughout the uh, oh, NFL here recently. And I guess you haven't totally gotten into it deep on this show. No. Yeah. You may have talked about it with Mike no. a little bit. Right. Have you talked about it with We talked to him for you a lot. A lot. Yes. Okay. All right. Yep. So if you missed that as well, which you can catch some of those episodes on YouTube or yeah, on Peacock, on Peacock, right. Uh, CD2K says, I know Chris kind of touched on this recently based on comments from Alex Smith about young quarterbacks with defensive head Coaches, I would like a thorough go-over, though. I'm in the Alex Smith camp. So in case you're unfamiliar here, uh, here's part of the quote here. It says, there's a different mentality from my career when you play for an offensive head coach that wants to light it up in the scoreboard and outscore the opponent, especially as a young quarterback versus a defensive head coach, when really the coach's mentality is, hey, don't screw up, don't turn the ball over, don't put us in a bad situation. So do you agree with that? And he went on to kind of talk about Robert Sala and – You know, great defensive mind, but how do you develop a quarterback when you have that mentality? Yeah. He says you have no idea how to develop a quarterback. The coordinator you
2: hired never called plays, so that's a completely different animal. And as much as you think you're prepared to handle the development of a young
1: kid, you're just not. What did Robert Sala
2: do to him? Why Uh, is he
1: going so hard on Robert Sala? Well, listen,
2: he's making a point that, you know, you heard me make during the year. They, they, they. They did not handle Zach Wilson in the situation right. You yeah. heard me say that constantly through the year. I know everybody thinks I was just saying that because I was sticking up for my draft ranking, which is not, not at all. Yeah, Alex Smith is not sticking up for your draft. He's ranking. He's definitely not. He probably he enjoyed care. it. He's like, God, oh, Sims' is ranking is getting shit on. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, he's probably like, yeah, guys, shit on me in the quarterback rankings all these years. You know. So yeah, that's. Uh, I think his points are very real. You know, I do. I don't think it's a hundred percent foolproof, but. Yeah, to to his point, that's generally how it is. You know, I told a story a little bit like when I was with John Grunin, offensive coach, yeah, everything was about the offense and the quarterback. Every day, the practice, even if the defense didn't realize it it was still about the quarterback and the offense, it was. You know, defense is more about, hey, be on the same page, let's be sound in our assignments, do that. You You know, offense, there's just more to it that goes along. You know, as far as, I don't know if defensive coaches always realize what goes in to being a quarterback or being a really successful, like, high-octane offense, right? You know, and, and a lot of them have the mentality of what we just saw right there, where it's just like, hey, let's play defense, let's control the ball, and just don't just don't turn it over. And as long as you do that, we'll win the game, right? Right. But as we know, it, it's too hard. I mean, every now and then we see a defense that can come along and we could play that way and win a Super Bowl or whatever else. But it's rare. You know, I don't think it's, you know, and, and I'm going a little off path here, but just, you know, last time I checked, you know, t- I think it was 10 out of the top 11 offenses in football were all in the playoffs. You can't say that about the defense, right? You yeah. know, and where they say defense wins championships. I'm going to go, eh, I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. Because out of the top 11 Offenses in football, 10 of them were in the playoffs, and the only one wasn't was your Lions. Mm, They should have been in the playoffs. Who should have been in the playoffs and had an awesome offense and were on the fringe of it, right? Um, You go to the defensive side of the ball, and I'll get back to the the main topic here in a second. Um, Yeah, it's, it's not that way where the top defenses were definitely in the playoffs. In fact, when you look at it, you go, oh, actually more of the top defenses were not in the playoffs than in it. We got the Niners and the Eagles at the top. Commanders, number three, not in the playoffs. Jets, number four, not in the playoffs. Saints, number five, not in the playoffs. Bills in the playoffs at six. Broncos, not in the playoffs. Patriots, not in the playoffs. Ravens were in at number nine, right? Hmm. So that just gives you a
1: little bit more context there of the situation.
3: So So, going back to the point. (laughs) When you become
1: when you become a GM of a NFL team, you will be hiring an offensive head coach.
2: Well, I mean, right now, I feel like, yeah, I probably would. So here's back to the point. Yes, offensive coaches typically know how to develop a quarterback better. They're all about offense and, hey, this is what I do, and this is how I want to quarterback my offense, and then they teach the quarterback exactly what the head coach wants in the offense, right? So he's got that advantage of growing. He's in the room right. with the head coach every day, right? Right. Sometimes you get with the defensive head coach and they just go, wait, I just want an offensive coordinator who I know is going to teach us fundamentals and we're going to run and be physical, right? And you go, okay, yeah, we're running and being physical, but I mean, I'm running a first grade pass offense while we're doing it, right? So and then there's no development. And I think that's what we could even get into Russell Wilson a little bit. That's what he went through early in his career. But like back to what I was my main point with John Gruden, too. John Gruden, offense, offense, we ran a thousand different plays, a thousand different plays. Derek Brooks used to be like, Oh, you guys are scripting for success over there, right? You know, screw you know, they Gruden would make sure the defense was in Tampa too, and then we'd call a play that would yeah. be horrible for Tampa too, <laughs> yeah. and we'd screw it over. Yeah. But he'd be like, Well, you gotta be ready for that. Teams are gonna play, do that play when they see you're in Tampa too, right? So you need to learn how to defend it yeah so that's also the beauty of the offensive coach is he pushes the defensive buttons that way right sure. defensive coach Jeff Fisher that group right I was with them after Gruden it was it was that way it was basic on offense and let's not screw it up and let's just run the ball and my defense is awesome and practice was more about the defense than it was the, the offense was just like Oh, yeah, good, good job, guys. You didn't have any mess ups today? Good job. All right, defensive period. Let's go. Right? I mean, that's, that's what it was. It was a total different mentality that yeah. way. Uh, and that's where the development of the quarterback can be hindered. You that's, better have a special OC, right?
1: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. You know? you know,
2: Bill Belichick's a defensive head coach. It, it worked out well for Tom Brady. Yeah. Right? But he had guys on the offensive staff and Charlie Weiss and Josh McDaniels where he can go. They're like head coaches, basically. Yeah. I can let them really retool this guy. You know? Bill Parcells, he's a defensive coach. Not that my dad was, you know, lighting up the scoreboard and fifty thousand yards passing and all that, but damn, when he retired, he was like top fifteen in everything in the history of football. And like, you know, again, they had guys at Bill Parcells, his defense, him and Belichick, blah, blah, blah. But they had a guy they trusted on the offensive side of the ball. You need that. But yeah, that's not always easy, right. you know. George Seifert took over Bill Walsh, okay. But he had Mike Holmgren there, and then Mariochi and Shanahan were there, right? So he had other guys to go. Okay, it I'm can work
1: t- if you get the good mix of exactly. you know, That's what I'm trying to Defensive-minded head coach that relies on some of those innovative guys. Not, a, he's he's the not the value a first in timer the who's it, yeah. never called plays in their life, and Matt Lafleur, and that's what Robert Sala did. Well, this is why I love Dan Campbell. Yeah. Because you know he was a he was a tight end. He was he's an offensive guy but he looks like a defensive guy, so he can relate to both sides of yeah. it there. I mean, that's why he's my my man crush, you know? <laughs> like, like You like Patrick Mahomes, I love Dan Campbell. Because I hear you. He's like a defensive-minded offensive you know, coach. Offensive coach. I know, he
2: is. Well, yeah, he is. You're right, though. It is. It's, it's old school. That's also – he's from he's from the Giants coaching tree, even though he wasn't the Giants. That's still – parcells school sean payton's school of coaching that's the way they yeah. think they have a little bit of a defensive mentality while they coach the
1: offense last one yes wyatt nance whoa can you dunk a basketball on a 10-foot hoop? No, I cannot anymore. So, so Wyatt is part of our
2: crew here. Yes. Thank you, Wyatt. Um, but you sound like my fucking son now, who's always like, oh, can <laughs> how can you not dunk anymore? How could you not dunk You're 6 6'5"? And I'm like, okay, I'm 42. I don't know. I've separated my shoulder twice. I broke my ankle twice. I have a fucking lost organ. And I've had some back problems. I don't know. I've got the same spring that I used to have, son. Fuck off, okay. <laughs> you Tell that to your son. I do
1: say that to my son. I tell him to fuck <laughs> off a lot. Uh, actually. Do you try? Do you like still jump up and touch the rim with your finger? Do I you do, still I, do that?
2: Yeah, I can. It's been. A, I haven't done it in a minute. I, I, I'm sure at some point in the summer I'll have to do it because my son. will I have think his if friends. if you if you, tr- if you I trained, can. you could do it. Definitely. Yeah. I don't. I don't have any doubt. Can about we do that? that? So it Matt, we should do that
1: by the end of this year. Chris should be able to dunk him. It's like a <laughs> life's goal, right? <laughs> okay. Like train for it. Thank you. We'll get videos of your journey, you yeah. know, showing you missing it and being like sad music. But then at the end, it's like triumphant you dunking it at the end of twenty twenty three. Right. Yes, and I'll lower the hoop yes. to nine and a half oh, for that. That's right. Matt says at the barbecue. Yeah.
3: Great this summer. So uh, even before the end yeah, of the year. Sure, so in sure, a month sure. and a half. That's what
1: I want to do. I want to go
2: to the barbecue where I'm drunk and <laughs> everything else and dunk. That's what I want to do. <laughs> uh, it'd be
1: great TV. Uh, uh, all right. So that's. Uh, that's thank all you, for Wyatt. Now. That's all. Yeah. Thank you, Wyatt. Hey, thanks a you lot, for Wyatt. that. Thanks for exposing. my too Yeah, we got my to my embarrass him. You should be. You're very tall. You should be.
2: I just do the McHale move underneath now. That's all. The the hook? The hook, fake it, up and under, back up, you know, know, and all that. I'm I'm old school the way I play ball. Uh, And it
1: works, right? That's the thing about dads. You You know, they play the most boring way possible, and you can crush it
2: still. No doubt.
1: And I can still, if
2: I spot up, I'm a good shooter. So you got to deal with that. All right, everybody. That's it. Hope you enjoyed the rankings today. We did it. We went 30 to 25. That was a lot. We did. We got six guys done today. We got 24 to 20 or 19. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to unveil it on Wednesday. But Ahmed will be back here. Look at this guy. This guy's going to work twice this week on the show. I'm back. I'm back. He hasn't been doing anything. He's been slacking, so finally <laughs> got a to work here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, be good. You know where to find us. Keep sending the questions. That was a tough area to break down right there, those quarterbacks. So I'm sure there some be some people that want a, a piece of me and want to hear some more in-depth answers. You know where to find us. Amen. thanks for driving the ship. Yep. As always, Morgan, way to go in the background. Peace out. Clap it up. Clap it up. <laughs>
0: We got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get
1: $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full
3: terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.